0: This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. All right, it is April 2nd. This is take number two. Good gracious sakes alive in the morning. I'm Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at WCE. Uh, you can follow the show at Winning Cures. You can follow the show on Facebook, Winning Cures Everything. Uh, Facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything. It's April 2nd. Let's give you a rundown of what we're going to talk about today. Quick show. Uh, The AAF has shut down. Jerry Stackhouse possibly going to get the Vanderbilt uh, men's basketball coaching job. And Kelvin Sampson is staying at Houston. He is not going to Arkansas. Uh, So let me go on and and get this shared out and whatnot. Uh, The show brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use promo code WCE50. That's WCE50. They're going to give you a 50% deposit bonus. So go on and check that thing out. Um, MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE50. You put in 200 bucks, they're going to give you 100 bucks for free. You put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 bucks for free. You put in 50 bucks, they're going to give you 25 for free. That's all I'm saying. You put in $1,000, they're going to give you $500 for free. Easy enough. MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE50. From there, you can also go over to. TrendyBets.com. I know that you need help with Major League Baseball gambling. They got games on all day, every day, it feels like. There's 162 games for every team. It's going from now until October. You want the full season pass for all five of their proven profitable systems? TrendyBets.com. Go check it out. MLB 150. MLB 150 is the code. You can get their full season package, which is normally $500, with our code MLB150, you can get it for $150. It has already turned a profit of $400 for a regular $100 better. It would have paid for itself already. That's all I'm saying. So go check that thing out. That's trendybets.com. Use promo code MLB150 to get their proven profitable system. The average $100 better makes over 6200. No, sorry, $6,300 per season. That's not too shabby. That is not too shabby at all. So go check that thing out. Uh, let's talk about the AAF shutting down today. The Alliance of American Football shut down, and this is not a humongous surprise, right? Like it, You can be surprised if you want to, but you knew that this thing was was dead in the water basically after the first weekend when they started having issues with their payroll, right? What happened is they went to the NFL, They found a guy that was wanting to buy the Vikings. Something fell through. He couldn't do it, but they all trusted him. They all felt like he was, you know, good people, etc. He said that he was going to put in, he was going to invest $170 million. Well, that was supposed to last, you know, over the span of about three years. They had their costs down. They had all that kind of mess down. And what they did was they didn't fully get him on board before they started up the league. And they wanted to start the league a year before the XFL so that they would be the Premier League, right? So that people would have a chance to uh, get connected to these teams. They were going to show that they could do... they, They were basically showing the NFL, hey, there is a market in the spring. We can be a developmental league for you guys. But Charlie Ebersold and... Napoleon wanted to jump in with that at first and build up the brand for three years. And then after year three, go to the NFL Players Association and tell them, look, this will be good for your players. It'll help them develop in the offseason. We think this is a good idea for you to have your guys come in. They, they bring in Tom Dundon. And because the other guy had only put in $32 million and they couldn't get enough money out of him for the payroll. He gave them the money to start up, but he basically disappeared. So, their investor backed out. They didn't know where to go from there because they didn't have the capital already built up. In comes Tom Dundon, who is the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. And he's a billionaire. He's got mega money. He... He uh agrees to invest $250 million. He has already put in $70 million, but him coming in and taking over the board completely changes their game plan. Their plan was three years without making a profit, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what happens after three years. Cause they've got television deals already set, they've already got all these things rocking and rolling. Uh, they've got deals with third-party vendors and whatnot that somebody is going to have to pay these guys. Dundon comes in. He shuts it down. So today, they stopped operations. Now, the official word is that the rest of the season has not been canceled as of yet, but Dundon and Ibersold and Polian are on completely different pages right now. Completely different pages. And... The deal there is Dundon thinks that they're not going to be able to get a deal done with the NFL Players Association. And it's only been two months. This league has only been up and running for two months. You've seen a ton of guys get hurt. You've seen all sorts of stuff happen. I don't blame the NFLPA for not being in on this right from the beginning. But if you see guys that are developing in this league, two months is not long enough to develop. Right? I mean, that's that's just the truth. That is not long enough to develop. So, I think, and I could be wrong here. Well, okay. I'm probably wrong on this. It was stated that Dundon was really interested in the gambling technology, like the app that they were building for the AAF. And the app was a gambling app. So they were supposed to be this league was supposed to be at the forefront of uh gambling on football, et cetera et cetera. but the problem is they haven't gotten to that point yet like it gambling is not legal everywhere, but it is in some places, and this is supposed to be the biggest uh gambling app that that works and all this wonderful stuff, right but our problem is that it's not quite done yet. People are not really using it yet. The first weekend, it was the number 1 most downloaded app in the country. But they haven't worked out all the kinks in this app yet. And so, people said that Dundon wanted the gambling technology. Well, truth be told, Dundon could have bought this technology from them for much cheaper than $70 million, which he's already sunk into this thing, right? So, that, that was not the reason. He was looking for a quicker return on investment, And I don't think that he saw it coming. I will tell you this. I went to the Memphis Express game against the Orlando Apollos on Saturday uh, to go see Johnny Football, to go see Steve Spurrier. And I noticed one thing. One, there obviously was not a ton of people there. The other side of it was merchandise and whatnot was super expensive. If you are a a brand-new, up-and-coming league that is trying to get people invested in your product, trying to get people invested in what you're doing, the main thing that you want to do is price things fairly cheap so that they feel like they're a part of this. If if I had wanted to buy a jersey, it was $95 for a jersey. They're, they've got jerseys and shirts and whatnot that are $35 for a t-shirt you know simple little trinkets that are 6 to 12 dollars you know stuff that that you could get printed fairly cheap for next to nothing so th- having the the brand and the logo like obviously we don't see a ton of it in memphis my allergies I swear to you are killing me killing me this time of year um but that is that's the the biggest issue that i saw with it was they weren't building a a repertoire with, uh, they weren't building a good relationship with fans. Nobody felt tied to these teams, and yeah, while there was only about 2,000 people at this game, I will tell you a good majority of them really felt like they were a part of this, and they were yelling and screaming, and have a good time, but if you want this thing to grow big... People got to have merch. They got to have shirts. They got to have hats. They got to have something that makes them feel like they are a part of it. And regular Joe Schmo can't afford it. I mean, even the tickets. You can get cheaper tickets to uh, Memphis Tiger College football games than you could to the Express games. I mean, you get... Yes, they were giving out a lot of free tickets here and there, but you you had to go look for them. If you go to Ticketmaster... It's going to cost you, even for the cheaper seats in the Liberty Bowl, it was $20 plus the fee. So you're paying like 30 bucks a ticket, and then it was $15 to park. An average family of four could not afford to go after this thing regularly. And that's a major league problem. Their business plan was not set up correctly from the get-go. I wonder if Dundon saw that and realized, yo, we got to go back to the drawing board if I'm going to be a part of this. Like, if your plan was to be an NFL developmental league, one, for it to be able to do any kind of profit, for these television networks to to give you anything, you're going to have to change up the way that you're doing it because you want people tied to these teams the same way that people are tied to the Memphis Redbirds, you know, the, the uh, baseball minor league. Like, with the... With the NBA, with the G League, it is completely different. Like, they make it $5 tickets. It's come and go as you please kind of thing. They make all their merch really cheap and really easy to access. Uh, They are involved in the community. The, The Memphis Express was not involved in the community at all. And from what I understand, it was like that across the league. There's nothing really going on in the community. They held events to get people to come out to games... But they weren't involved elsewhere. And that is something that needed to be fixed. I think they might have jumped into this a little bit too soon. But part of me wonders if Dundon isn't the smart one here. Even if nobody really understands why he didn't do it, I think I might have an idea. Uh, So let's move on from that. Jerry Stackhouse to Vanderbilt. That is the hot topic uh, today. And this really shouldn't be much of a surprise, right? Everybody was kind of surprised because... Uh, he's got no coaching or no uh, collegiate coaching experience. He's got no um, – he's only been a coach for a little while. He's an assistant with the Grizzlies this year. Uh, in 2015, he was a, uh, an assistant with the Toronto Raptors. And then he was at the G League for, what, three seasons, something like that? Um, either two or three seasons. But the reason there shouldn't be a surprise, Vanderbilt's athletic director is Malcolm Turner. And for those of you that don't know who he is, Malcolm Turner was the president of the NBA G League, who also graduated from North Carolina, which is where Stackhouse played college ball. So Stackhouse to Vanderbilt makes absolute perfect sense when you realize that the AD was the president of the G League which is where Stackhouse won his G League Coach of the Year honors back a couple of years ago. And he also went to North Carolina, which is where Stackhouse went. So these guys have a lot in common. They, of course, have run in the same circles. Stackhouse may not have any collegiate experience, but Turner didn't have any collegiate experience either, and he is an AD at Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt said the reason they hired Turner is because Turner is innovative and creative and understands the way that the sports market is going, right? That's the reason they hired him in. I like the idea because the sport, the collegiate sports market for ADs is completely different now than it was even just 15 years ago. So even if you did have a lot of collegiate experience, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I am curious how it's going to work. I wonder if Stackhouse understands what he's getting himself into. If I were him, I might just stick around in the NBA because you don't have to worry about recruiting. You don't have to worry about that. But if this is something he really wants to do, this is probably a good spot for him. Uh, So I I like the idea. I think it's interesting. I'm curious to see how Stackhouse to Vanderbilt ends up going if indeed it does get done. Finally, we'll wrap up the show with this. Colvin Sampson is staying at Houston. Houston is... Put him a contract on the table. Six years, $18 million. That's $3 million a year. He is the number 21 highest paid coach in college basketball. That is pretty insane. And the reason that this is a big deal that he's staying at Houston, Hunter Juracek, who is the former AD at Houston, he is now the AD at Arkansas. He took over for Jeff Long back in December of 2017. Uh, Everybody just assumed that if he's firing Mike Anderson, it's got to be to bring in Kelvin Sampson. Sampson has got it absolutely made at Houston. He's 63 years old. He ain't going to be doing this a whole lot longer. And he is set up at Houston for his son, who is one of his assistant coaches, to take over the job when he leaves. That would not happen at an SEC school. It can happen at Houston. He is in tight enough with the Fertitas and everything else, right? Um, but that's something that, That makes a lot of sense. The latest name for the Arkansas head coaching job is Eric Musselman. And we'll see if that happens. I think that they might be trying to make a run at Greg Marshall. Uh, Greg Marshall, of course, Wichita State head coach. He is coaching in the NIT tonight. Uh, Which, by the way, if any of you are watching four picks, that's a pick for you tonight. I would go under 151 on Lipscomb and Wichita State. Uh, The game is at Madison Square Garden tonight. That's a tough place for sight lines if you haven't played there before. Lipscomb and uh, and Wichita State will probably slow down their tempos a little bit uh, from what they have been in the NIT. I think it's going to be tough shooting for them because the sight lines are completely different. That's a really big arena, so their depth might be their depth perception might be a little different in this game. I like the under one fifty one on that. Um, but yeah, I think that Arkansas could be going after. Greg Marshall. If not Greg Marshall, I think Eric Musselman gets the gig, and we'll see what happens from there. Right, uh, That's going to wrap up today's show. As always, head over to winningcureseverything.com to find inf- uh, all of our information over there. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave some nice comments, some nice reviews. Uh, make it five stars if you're on Apple, I- iTunes, Podcast, whatever it's called now. Uh, and we will see you guys again tomorrow. So don't forget, go check out TrendyBets.com. Go check out MyBookie.ag. Use promo code WCE50 if you're signing up. Play a little baseball. Go to TrendyBets.com to get your picks there. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you again later. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator